Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. Here we are again for another Mavens Do It Better podcast, where we interview extraordinary experts who bring a light to our world. And I have someone on today who has brought a lot of light to my world personally, Joel Fronheim. Hello, Joel. Hello, Heather. I'm excited (laughs) to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Joel is a dear friend and mentor. He's been my boss. Um, And we've spent a lot of time together uh, in the the world of technology and uh, just so happy to have you here. And where are you coming to us today from? I'm from my home in Wedgwood, Washington. Yay! Once my home too, uh, absolutely in the neighborhood, the Wedgwood Ale House is still one of my favorite places in the world. And I am coming to us today again from uh, HQ over here, uh, Marina Del Rey in California in LA. So, oh my goodness. So how long have we known each other, my friend? Been a while. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that as, as, as I was planning for this yeah. episode. Um, I would say it had to be 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Vizio was acquired by Microsoft. Yeah. And so I would say we started working together the end of 2000 and not the beginning of 2001. Yeah. I started, yeah, because I started September 2001 kicking around the SharePoint marketing team. So, yeah. And then officially in, like, I think 2003 was when you were, so everybody, so Joel has been, well, how long have you been at Microsoft? So I've been, ooh, so my official start date is November 98. Oh my God. But I really started in November 96 and then left. Okay, okay. Um, so. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, we all kind of, I think, you know, I I've, was an employee, I've been a VDash, I've been a partner, but, you know, back and forth. And as you know, I just took a job back at Microsoft and thank you for your good counsel always on these things so that's good and uh we're we're excited to have you at microsoft (laughs) yeah i'm very excited to be back i I don't know that i'll last another 25 years to stay here with you but (laughs) well you never know maybe maybe, Uh, i'd I'd be really surprised (laughs) well when you're like a board member of some like fancy i don't know wonderful like nonprofit or something so yeah Uh, yeah. creative maven yeah maybe maybe (laughs) yeah absolutely that's awesome yeah when so Joel was, um, one of your many responsibilities was, uh, so SharePoint was very new back then. It was, uh, I don't know, startup, if you will, uh, a startup inside of Microsoft anyway, um, and was coming out with its, you know, the products in 2001. And so when I was hanging out with Joel, working for him, my he, he gave me a list of the first 60, 60 partners on a piece of paper and was like, go call these people and email them and ask them to be a SharePoint partner. <laughs> I think I think it was, we was have it? to go convince them and we need a critical mass so that we don't look like we're totally non-existent. Right. Go yeah. figure out a partner story. Yep. Yeah. 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 And then I think, I think you were the, you and I were the first SharePoint conference. Uh-huh. I think, yeah. I think the first ever SharePoint conference. And it yeah. was, was the theme Accelerate SharePoint? Mm, yeah, there, well, because there was a couple of things that happened. Because um, oh, you had me call all those people and they one, they were so happy because I was like, do you want you know, a video, a case study, and this and this and this? And they were like, who 
are you? Yes, we want it all. <laughs> so you made me very popular with the partners back in the day. And, uh, and then, yeah, and then I think it was, you know, deciding to do a conference. Um, and we had the Accelerate with SharePoint um, and with the hydroplanes uh, yeah. coming, coming onto campus, which was yeah. super cool. Uh, and then I think, but we also, we did that web part smackdown do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of that. the first thing, I think. The, like, before it was the SharePoint conference, it was like, it was like a SharePoint web, web, web part smackdown. It was you and Mike Fitzmorris. Yeah. Um, Did we, was that when we all wore kilts? Oh, that was a different time. <laughs> that was a different time. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, the web part smackdown was like a round robin wrestling tournament and it had all the wrestling kind yeah, of yeah i do remember i do remember that guard yeah. stuff yeah and yeah. then it was i think so it was tech ready it was called and then it was called envision I, you know they've all sort of changed names and stuff like that but nancy mcsherry jensen who is a dear friend and was the person who hired me originally um and had me work with you we knew a guy in the seattle theater scene that uh, was making these utility kilts. And he, uh, Stephen was his name and is his name. And uh, yeah, and we decided that we were gonna do what is the SharePoint Warriors, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. we still, ha I still have that kilt. I do the only kilt I ever, I ever owned. Um, <laughs> I still do have, you know, that kilt for many, many, it still fits. I actually try it on for some random reason every day. Um, <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, I was, that was a, that was a first for me. It was a lot of fun. I do remember, I remember we got like Kurt Del Benny and Jeff Burr mm -hmm. and Jonathan Kaufman, all the wear kilts. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we had a black t-shirt. We designed the black t-shirt that was in a Celtic knot and it said yep. SharePoint and it was like a weeby, like a red Celtic uh -huh. knot. Yeah. I think Kurt was like, he heard about it and, and was like, I want one. And, and do you remember he, had his and not only did he wear it for his keynote but he went on stage barefoot and did a whole thing around you know scotland and like warriors and all of that stuff like totally got into it which is so him and just he that was so cool that he did that you know and was like yeah i want to be a part of like let's do it you know so and then we all ran on stage i think and was like Rah! i have pictures of that somewhere i don't know where but i do have photos of that but. I, probably, I probably actually do too somewhere yeah i'm gonna think of it yeah yeah. I don't yeah. know. Don't you, do you think that time, I mean, it was seemed to me that like, because it was an emerging technology, that there was a lot of wonderful yeses to all of these kind of wild ideas from Jeff and Kurt. And did you feel that emerging? Uh, yeah, it definitely, there was definitely a, a desire within the organization and the ecosystem to build out a, a new product and to get to brand and brand. So I think the teams were much more open to crazy ideas mm -hmm. that, that we were coming up with at the time. Um, not the least of which, because we were still in like, remember there was still a uh, Windows SharePoint services, Windows SharePoint server, exchange you know we weren't actually congealed under one team yet we still had that uh, like that traditional Microsoft you know two teams are kind of trying to solve one problem go after 
a space. So internally, um, there was like who could make, who could generate momentum and or uh, energy could also would help the t like there was a lot of okay we need to be able to generate energy and um, so that we can then uh, move the other team into our camp in some of and some of the core technical decisions you make you know yeah absolutely I think it was like a huge forward motion of a lot of parts right and and it was really and it was fun you know <laughs> it was a lot of Fun, like bringing hydroplanes onto campus and then that first SharePoint conference um, where I mean it was literally I think a line item in like I was a vendor at the time in a PO that I had and it was like we're gonna create a partner book remember when we created partner books that you could yeah. flip through uh, printed books and then like there was a CD-ROM of I don't know uh, videos and stuff and it was like let's do a conference that Smackdown was cool and then, <laughs> and then we ended up doing the conference and then ended up asking Mr. Gates and he said yes. And I can't remember what car he was driving at that point, but it was like either like a Nissan or a Toyota Corolla or something. And it's just, it was amazing to have him pull up, you know, right there and just walk in and be like, hey, and you're like, hi, okay, here you go. You know, like, jump on stage, cool. How'd I do? On the money, sir, thanks. Walks out, you know, so yeah, it was different, different times. For sure. It was different times, yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And Capicella was in there. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Definitely in the mix on all of that. Yeah, and I think... Back mm -hmm. Chris kept poking me because project needed to be included more. Yeah. <laughs> it still does. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. No, that's cool. I think, you know, you've, you've seen the company change, and Seattle, for that matter, you know? I mean, Seattle and Redmond were super sleepy back then you know well, i grew up I, I grew up in redmond is um, that right i grew up in tamishaner which is right near um campus and i used to ride my bike on the dirt trails of what is now the microsoft campus wow. back when i was a kid um so i we grew up i was born in upstate new york up in buffalo and we moved here when i was nine um, and Microsoft wasn't even, obviously not even around quite yet. So I remember, uh, when Microsoft, Microsoft first started to overbuy Burgermaster on, uh, Northrop and then built their campus and moved in. So yeah, that was there. That was, and I kind of was there at the beginning of the Microsoft, although I was too young to really be right engaged in Microsoft. So, yeah. Wow. Um, I didn't, I, yeah, I knew you were my, weren't born in Washington, but I didn't know you grew up right there. That's so yeah, weird. Like literally right there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I would have, I would have gone to Interlake High School, except I went to Seattle Prep. Ah. So I, like my high school would have been Interlake, which is right next to campus. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's amazing. And you've stayed the whole Well, time. kind of. I mean, I, I left, I left and went uh, back east. That's actually interesting. I went back to school back east to, Philly and then hmm. I took a job at IBM in DC primarily to be near people um, uh, and uh, people that I knew and, and friends and literally like a week into the job they said okay we need you to go down to Austin for two years so like I had literally rented an apartment and had no furniture 
and they moved me down to Austin, Texas and spent two years in Austin, um, basically redesigning the risk machine that was used for the air traffic control system. And then I came back to DC and when they came back, they sold our division to at the time Loral, so it was a defense contractor. I wasn't excited to be in the defense industry. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, talked to what, back in DC, I talked to one of my friends who knew a recruiter and she hooked me up with USA Today and I was one of the original seven that started up USA Today Online, the online That's component. Right. Of, I yeah. knew that. That's so cool. Yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun, and that's actually one of the interesting things with that is when we, when I, like now I read case studies, and I don't remember anything like what the case studies. You know, here's the Harvard Business Review of like the USA Today starting up their online thing, and I was like, that was nothing like what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like? It was well. So I was brought in because I knew IBM Systems, and the like we brought in and like the those days the internet was like the internet protocol was still being defined Mm. and so ibm had these effectively mainframes that were the mini computers so it was like they, they took the mainframe concept and tried to make it um machines well the web was coming up and the whole idea, the USAID's original idea was they were going to have a, a subscription service tied to CompuServe. You're going to get a CompuServe and you're going to get USA Today there. And we did a teaser and we had this like teaser web page, which is like the title page of sports, news, stocks, and USA Today really was sports and stocks. Okay. You know, there wasn't like hard news known for its hard news, but, um, and so that was getting hit like it was getting hammered and literally we had these very expensive ibm equipment that was getting utilized at like two percent because what the web what the web was doing is is it was serving up page and what you needed was a lot of connections and you didn't need you didn't need to send a lot of data over connections and the whole internet uh, protocol that ibm had at the time the way ibm's machines and software was all set up was to send out big payloads. It was more like an FTP server. You would download or move big payloads. And so literally what I did is I went from uh, Sunnyvale, California to Austin, back to Sunnyvale, back to California, like with the IBM uh, AS400, or it was actually the, the AIX, so their Unix version, and, and the Netscape folks. And literally like, okay, we need to make this change. And then like, okay, well now we make this change and now, okay, you guys need to do some change. And like, and then meanwhile, we're, we're trying to get there. And USA Today is going over saying, wow, we're getting so much traffic of just people hitting the web. We're actually going to make more money if we just don't try to do subscription service. We just augment our paper with um, a web presence. Mm-hmm. And really, and so like one of the first things I did was real-time sports ticker. So we would get this like the, USA Today would get the sports and sports scores and I read a program that we'd get, okay, we get the feed and then how fast could we get up on the web? And I'm sitting there watching TV like Sunday afternoon, watching football games, seeing the ticker to see if we could actually, like how fast oh, it was God. from the play. With, yeah, like mm-hmm. how fast it was wow. getting from the play. And That's then, so, cool. um, so, you know, like 
And so these feeds, so this was all before, you know, like all this was common API. Right. Yeah. Um, wow. And it was, it was a lot of fun. It was crazy, you know, we're working <laughs> crazy hours and uh, you were doing, and it was, it was neat. And met, I met some really smart uh, people and it was the interesting thing for me, the dynamic that I learned and I, I, that was really interesting to me was in this USA Today environment, I was this young whippersnapper, 20, you know, kind of more or less fresh out of college, 23, 24, 25, somewhere in that frame. And um, they had all these people that had spent like 20, 30 years in the, in the news industry. Mm. So here were these news editors and these news editors were, um, you know, like young kid, like you had to, you had to, you had to serve your time. You had to probably like before you can, and then, and here I am like, Oh no, this is how you're going to do it. And like, this is how, you know, like right. the technology made at a level playing field. So all of a sudden now we have this generation and this history and this company. And then the thing that dawned on me in that, in that company was, you know, ultimately they thought they were a news, like their superpowers, they were a news company, you know, Gannett and everybody. Right. And, I was made the, the realization like I really want to work on a technology company. Mm-hmm. You know, the pivot was around how to work technology um, back like because that's what IBM was a technology company, mm-hmm. and there was, and so we, we I came back for Thanksgiving, um, and that was Thanksgiving of eighty, but been eighty five. So uh, I came back for Thanksgiving and met some friends. And at a, a party, and they, they worked at Microsoft, and they said, a guy named Marty Talker, and he said, yeah, you know, like, what do you do? And I said, here's what, you know, like, mm-hmm. basically, I'm flying, you know, and, I, and he goes, yeah, well, we really going to get into the internet. I said, yeah, you know, that's about effing time, you know, like, <laughs> you're missing a big, a big boat here. <laughs> and, um, and he goes, yeah, well, come talk to us. And I said, okay, here's the deal. I'll be back at christmas see my parents so let's talk then and sure enough that was the december when bill gates sent out the internet email and so then the christmas break i made last year and a half in the internet Mm -hmm. like i flew back to my apartment in january and i had like three offers from the the three different teams that i met so I went and worked at Internet Products and Tools Division. Okay. And this was as a developer. And this was during the, the Netscape FUD. And there was a lot of... Tell everybody um, what that means. Not everybody knows what that is. Just so, so Netscape, fear and... Uh, fear. Uh, What's the FUD? Yeah. I'm like looking it up. I'm like FUD stands <laughs> for... <laughs> Uh, well, effectively, was fear, uncertainty, and doubt. That's it. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. There you go. <laughs> um, I think that's now a political campaign, but uh, the <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes, well. the uh, the at the time, what would happen is Netscape would make an announcement and say, "Hey, we have a widget that can do this, or we have a framework," and and we'd oh, holy cow, we gotta go there. So we'd go scramble and go do it. And so we were building things like. Uh, the original ADO.net, which is a set, effectively what we were allowed, what we were doing is taking database and you could put web content in a database and then serve it up from the database mm-hmm. dynamically. I mean, like now this is stuff is like you know kids' child's play now, but this is this was big back then. 
Yeah. And so, um, but we were like, it was constantly like, okay, we get this. Oh, what's your, what? and so you drop what you have to do, go figure it out. And then you realize, oh, Netscape really just was announcing, you know, stuff. They weren't really doing it. Right. And so uh, it, it was, it was very burnout. I got burnout. Um, and, and, and the other thing too, that was interesting was coming back at the time with all my friends and I had this now two worlds I was living in, my friends and Microsoft. And they weren't, in, they weren't in, intermingling at all. Uh, mm. Not nearly as much as they do today. Uh, or at least my perception as they would today. Yeah. But there was, you know, because Microsoft was still a minor thing. So we, um, so I, 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 I quit um, and took the summer off and did a lot like I actually my my father was a hydroplane he had a hydroplane and I yeah. drove the hydroplane truck the hydroplane across the country because back then they had a bunch of different races and yeah. I went oh uh, how we got the hydroplanes on campus yes yes, yes, yes. So what a sweet dad shout out yep um, yeah. so we uh and so at the end of the summer I joined a company called Vizio and I loved the fact that Visio was contained. Like Microsoft, it felt a lot like college, it still does, where like there's so much to learn, so much to do, you can never, you're never done. Um, mm. You could always study more. And at Visio, it felt like, okay, we had a, a single product, we had a single thing, we didn't really have a single product, we had a, a space. Right. And it was much more focused. Um, and so I, I loved it. It was awesome. And I was, and the other thing too, is I went from a developer to a solution consultant. So more of a go work with enterprise customers, go build solutions. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to be much more work with people and which I liked, you know, present. Yeah. That's you know, your thing. Yeah. And so of course, Visio got acquired by Microsoft. <laughs> And right at the the good stuff the, always does, right? Yes, yes. Right at the <laughs> at the apex of the two thousand internet crash. Like I mean, like Microsoft right. bought us Visio, and like the stock, I don't remember, was at one hundred and sixty. And by the time six months later, it was down to eighty. Like it's fallen in half, and to the point that they actually reissued our stock shares. So we had like our stock options at the time. Right. Um, Cause it was like this, okay, the internet crashed and now the Microsoft stock is gone and like there. And so um, the interesting thing that was there is they brought us in the Visio and I was in this Visio, build it Visio ecosystem. And they put Visio and project and SharePoint together. Uh -huh. And this was where I got into, well, okay, so how do we go build an ecosystem, mm -hmm. um, uh, a partner ecosystem? Mm -hmm. And Visio as a product was stuck in kind of the project state, which is it had a desktop app that was more along modeling um, business flows. Mm -hmm. And they had a a uh, 2D drawing surface that could be a platform for any 2D modeling, you know, XML. Right. You know. And so these, these types of things. So 
there was this this tension, just like Project had Project Desktop, which was making a lot of money, very, very profitable. And then Project Server, which is nobody really kind of understood how to make money on Project Server at the time. Right. You know, it was like, but we knew we had to get into the space. And SharePoint allowed us to do that. So that's when we first met was yeah. in the, okay, go build the ecosystem of partners around this mishmash of projects or products, projects, <laughs> Visio and SharePoint. Yeah. Um, and there was, and there was all sorts of interesting dynamics because the, we had talked about earlier with respect to SharePoint where uh, SharePoint server, like you said, like some of the crazy ideas we had with SharePoint server was competing against like SQL. And so mm. SQL sold themselves on like the per proc per mm -hmm. processor. Right. And SharePoint was trying to sell license server licenses. And this was still a whole new concept then. And, and what was going to be the right way to do it? How do you license? How do you build? And, right. and which product was going to build momentum? And I got, it was fun. It was fun because we could break some of the rules and do some, some innovative things. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, for sure. I feel like and, we did a lot of that. <laughs> well, and the, the piece that, that I liked about working with you and that team was you, your genius is so different than mine. Like, you're creative and you're um, very communicative and, and high energy where I, like, it's not that I couldn't do that. It was okay. I had to go sit down and talk to the engineering team and right. try to explain, you know, some random API that they were all excited about. You <laughs> yeah. know, I, I, I remember there were a few guys that I remember, I don't know if you remember, uh, I remember sitting at some of those conferences and going like, God, how do we make this exciting? Like, like <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and yeah. and so it, it was, it was, it was fun, and I totally appreciated like the partnership and the alignment and just the like the synergies. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and, and as I've gone through Microsoft, that's been a lot of the things that I've been trying to figure out is how do I, how do I find people that compliment and work well uh be a little difference you know like mm -hmm. you're a theater person <laughs> hang out with all these crazy theater people that yeah, you know i'm wearing my pride dress today you know <laughs> and i you know i'm like you'd show up i you'd show up and there's all these you know people that i i, I you know i grew up playing sports and a bunch of jocks and and, and I'm, now i'm like okay I don't, I don't even know what conversations to have in some respects, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it was definitely fun. Well, and you, I mean, I think you're right though. It's like, you need, all, it's like, well, for me, I, you know, I think about everything like I'm doing a play and you need all the pieces. You need all of the, you know, the lights and the sets and the costume and whatever, you know, so you need all the flavors, right? In order for something to really take off and do well, you know, and you need the audience and all of that. So I feel like you always, you've always been so great, like, for me, like helping me level up on my technology, you know, um, and really explaining the whys behind things, especially when I was starting out. And I was a theater major and I was going into technology and I'd worked in some engineering houses and stuff like that, but nothing like Microsoft. So 
that was always, you always did that with such kindness. And, you know, like that's, that's sometimes not always the case in technology. You know, there's some, there's a little bit of that, oh, well, you don't know that, blah, 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 you know, and you, you, I think your leadership has always had that with it. And I've always appreciated that about you, you know, your mentoring. Yeah, it's been, it's been interesting because like, as I go through my career, there have definitely been, um, opportunities for me to grow in mentoring and helping people and I definitely have learned that there are different types of people um that I work better with or you know and then and and then recently I mean recently boy recently relatively to me and you start to get older the recently relative starts to be longer um sure it's been it's been uh, actually an emphasis in my career, not without, not without, um, you know, bumps, but the, it, it's been around how do you create allies? How do you create, be a, a good ally? Um, new in career, I've really, I, I really enjoyed, um, I remember a few people at Microsoft where I've gone to like interview them on campus and as they've come on and kept in touch and new in career and, and it's so different you know I mean like being a Seattle person I, I remember the other day I was this was in the last month or so I was talking to somebody and they said I mentioned some of the grunge bands they go those are oldies right and I go wait a minute <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> those aren't oldies <laughs> you know this is <laughs> but then I was like wait I guess from your perspective and this like that is and so there is a how do you get into the perspective and then the other thing too is when we like when we first started 2001 I had just gotten married and had kids mm-hmm. so part of the I can't travel is like I couldn't really travel because I needed to be you know home more than uh, back when I was single or back yeah. when we didn't have kids and so um, and then of course I have two wonderful daughters and that has also been a big influence on how do I, how do I be a, a good father, or a good, you know, mm-hmm. mentor. Yeah. Uh, so actually okay. I have a, I have a funny story to tell you. Um, okay. <laughs> with my, with my daughter. So uh, this is probably a year ago and, but definitely near the beginning of the Me Too movement. And so as a father, you know, like there's all these things and that you do. And, and my daughter wrote a poem and she hands it to me and she said, actually, I brought it here. So I'm going to read it. Okay. And I'm going to say, so this is my, my youngest daughter. And she said, acting like a girl is bad. Don't tell me that women can run the world. Men are better than women no one will ever say we are all equal women are weaker than men don't try to convince me that women can handle themselves so i read this she handed this to me i read this wow and i'm like so many layers of like how can i be such a failure like like this is not my kid like my kids strong start and courageous and and she is like just so you know she is a very and I'm like, going, oh, like, what is going, like, what's going on? And, and I'm like almost in like tears. And, 
then she, I look at her and she has this smirk on her face <laughs> and this light in his eye. And she goes, dad, start at the bottom now and read up. And I said, okay, women can handle themselves. Don't try to convince me that women are weaker than men. We are all equal. No one will ever say men are better than women. Women can run the world. Don't tell me that acting like a girl is bad. Wow. And I was like, okay, now, now, now the next step that goes through my head is, all right, not only have I failed as a father, like <laughs> he's running circles around me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're going like, um, and she, and she said, like, the thing that blew me away is here's this like, 14 year old girl going, say my daughter saying, you know, like, Hey, here's the subtlety, like, like on layers, like this is what, and I'm going, okay. So what, what triggered that then is, is a lot of these discussions around, okay, so many different layers of how you can be an ally and how yeah. to be successful or help others and. As, I, as I've gotten older and more involved, it's it's been like how can I like how can my legacy be? How do I help people or how do I help people grow? Um, uh, to some extent, I, I feel like it, it's it's a little bit uh, where I am in life, um, and I don't know. Like, there's two parts. It's like I go through this. Am I not living up to my potential because and then taking the easy way out by saying, hey, I'm helping others by not living up to my own potential? Or is there a, a step inside, you know, like always growing up in, in college, especially people would say to me, you know, like, oh, you, you need to worry about your grades. And I said, I don't worry about grades. But it was easy. It was, it was almost sanctimonious for me to say that because I didn't have to worry about my grades. You know, I like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it was, it was so... I don't know, I don't know, like, okay, now is it, okay, am I trying to help others and grow? Or like, to me, like, just your whole decision-making around joining Microsoft was so awesome because we could talk about it and like all these different mm -hmm. yeah. uh, things. And like, you know, and I, I remember one day after, actually, I'll tell a story about you now. Um, <laughs> so we had a conversation and you said, okay, I got this interview with Microsoft. And I, and I remember the, the, like the night before I said, Heather, like you got 9 million things going on and you need to stop, take the day off, you know, just breathe, prep. Here's how you're like, you're like, these are the things, like these are the steps. And I remember the next day you go, or two days later or something, you talk to me and he goes, yeah, you know, I took it off and I did some meditation and did some thought and thinking and I think it went really well. And I'm like, yes, like, okay. <laughs> See, listen, yeah. 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 I think that to me, I mean, First of all, thank you for that, because that's true. You know, uh, I we all have a million things going on, but at the same, I did, and yeah, things are like being able to take a moment sometimes and take it for yourself, some of that self care, and like especially when something's important to you, um, to have a friend be able to be like, hello, you know, <laughs> like simmer down for a second and really lock into this because it's important. I mean, thank you for that for sure. But I think that's, that's, I, I've always appreciated that in you. And I think, you know, I think you're asking the right questions, you know, and also that that's, that's how we grow. And I believe that's how we grow and change is asking questions of ourselves. How can I do this better? What are my words? 
what have I, what have I done in the past? What do I want to do? How do I want to show up? You know, I think it's all about showing up. And sometimes it's a text, a phone call. Sometimes it's a protest. Sometimes it's this, sometimes it's that. It's very individual, I think. I don't know. I mean, funny, I actually, so Seattle, I'm sure you're aware is this mm -hmm. whole chop in the area around Capitol mm -hmm. Hill. Well, yeah. two, two of the people that work for me happen to live up on Capitol Hill, you know, young, new and mm -hmm. career. Yeah. So where do you go live? You go live on Capitol Hill. Yeah. And I had one-on-ones and I said, just so you could clear it. Anything ever happens and you don't feel safe, call me, I'll come get you. We have a room in the basement, you know, and yeah. it's like, I think, I think even that just is, is helpful to them to be, oh, you know, hey mom, <laughs> this is, whose mom's in New Jersey and this is, this yeah. happens, you know, like there's a, mm -hmm. a, a lifeline that you have, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and any, yeah, I mean, it's like, because you have no idea what is gonna, you know, they were showing movies and all of that. And then unfortunately, a couple of people got really hurt. A few people, few people, lots of people got hurt. A few people got shot, like having uh, someone in your life that cares about you, that isn't your parent, that is a boss or a mentor or a friend to, be, to say, hey, I got you. Like, that's what it's about. Right. Okay. You know, that's showing up. Yeah, it's 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 fun. I was I I remember um, back on campus and back at Penn, mm -hmm. and we had. I remember there was a a woman in my dorm room, and you know, like some uh, someone clearly with mental issues. I would probably say homeless, but obviously I have no idea if they're homeless or not. It was kind of on campus and kind of was running around making a lot of noise. And, mm -hmm. and so I went on, I knew like he was kind of harassing this woman. I don't, you know, I don't think anything would have happened of it, but I kind of went over and kind of stood next to her and put my body between her and, and just helped her, you know, Hey, you know, like I, I wish I remember her name. And I remember afterwards she was so appreciative Mm -hmm. And I felt so embarrassed, like, like, this is not, like, you know, I shouldn't feel like, you know, like, you shouldn't be subjected to this. Yeah. And it, this isn't like, and it, it's just, but she was like, again, I was like, so I, I felt, I, I, it was weird, it was a weird feeling. I remember that feeling, um, and like, you feel good, but you also feel like I, I shouldn't have to feel like I shouldn't have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's, but now as a parent, you know, like as a parent, I totally relate to, God, I'm scared every day for my daughter. I'm sure like your dad is for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, yes, absolutely. Well, parents, you know, part of the trade is worrying, right? When you're a parent, but yeah, but I, but I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's, we're always people are like oh these times and I'm like we've all, we've been in many different times of of change and I think we're in a time of great change and we've been in a time of great pause because of the pandemic and now you know we're looking at things in a different lens that we should have been looking through and we haven't and I and we're all I, I hope you know we're all doing the work of asking questions and figuring out you know and using platforms to give people chances to tell their stories and to talk about things, you know, that it's, you know, um, I saw a meme 
it was on Instagram and it's, and it said, you know, it was like, you're not canceled. You're, you're, you're trying to figure it out, you know, and, and there's a lot of that cancel culture and everything that's happening. Some of it, you know, I'm like, well, you know, okay. You know that, but, but I do feel like having conversations about race and sexism and all of those things are important and we're having them now daily, you know, with our families and friends and just the world and, you know, working on being an ally is really important. It always has been important, but I think it's absolutely important right now. And if we don't talk about it, then we can't do that, you know? So, yeah. And what scares us and what we're afraid of. And I've always admired that about you as you've stood up for the underdog to some extent. Um, I don't know if I really <laughs> stood up for stuff for your friends. Let's put it that way. Um, as well as the underdog. And, and like, to me that that's an important quality mm. um, that people uh, I've tried to hold true to and loyalty. Mm. I think there's um, what I found is in my experience where I thought I was helping people. Um, I don't know that I understood my impact from position, position of privilege or power. Mm -hmm. Um, and and it's, it's, it, to me, it's been interesting because just layers and layers and layers of, of this, this, the story that got me was, um, African-American black, you know, dad, football player, guy that I knew, you know, Adonis, like I always wanted to be him. You know, he could run fast, jump fire, you know, this. And the, the statement was, you know, now that I have two kids, I feel safe. Like I can actually go out, you know, with my daughters, he has two daughters, and I don't intimidate people. Mm. And this, this, this level of like, like, how can you, like, I always wanted to be his wingman because <laughs> you know, like, right. this yeah. was the, this was like the perfect guy. And then, you know, and then the, down at this D times was like, I, I'm like, I scare people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like we grew up together. So it wasn't a case of, of like, I know him as well, but like, so there are people where like, and I, you just get to this level of like, wow, what insight. And so, like I look back at my career and people that I have uh, tried, like I've tried to help and, and mentor and like, Oh God, now I, I kind of start to see, gee, the different ways mm -hmm. I get interpreted. And it's, it's been insightful. I'm not, you know, I'm not a look back with regret mm -hmm. type of person. Yeah. Uh, some would say I don't have a lot of empathy to begin with, <laughs> um, but there is a, a level of, of like, okay, I am very much a, I can change tomorrow. You know, I can be smarter tomorrow. Right. Um, I, I, you know, like I reserve the right to be smarter tomorrow. One, some, somebody I worked with, give me that quote. And, and it is, it is enlightening. Um, um, and so uh, it's, uh, I, I've been enjoying it. I've enjoyed it with my kids. I've enjoyed it with you. I've done journeys and like different, mm -hmm. different things. And yeah, yeah. Uh, so and it's it's exciting to see, exciting to see the world change. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 hard, you know. 
but it should, but it, but it's like, it's, it's harder. It's been harder for African-Americans and black people for a really long time, you know? Yeah. So it's like, if you're not uncomfortable, then maybe, you know, that you should be, <laughs> we should, yeah. be, you know, and I think that, you know, it is, you look at, you know, you think about like things, like I think about things I've written and, and speeches I've given and, you know, being a part of the diversity and inclusion this or the women in tech that and all of that. And I'm like, gosh, did I use my voice enough to think about all the different aspects and intersectionality and all of that. And, you know, I, I, I've always been a bit, of, a bit political and, you know, sign people up to vote and all of that stuff. But, you know, I did it from my place of, you know, privilege of being a white person and, and being, you know, a woman who was dropped into the world where I was dropped into, you know, and, and that's who I am and how I, you know, uh, that's part of my story, you know? Um, but I do think that how we can always do better and we do better by talking about it and trying to figure it out and, you know, not knowing all the answers and, and looking to, about educating ourselves and, you know, doing, I, I'd say doing the work and it's doing, doing the work of how, how do I, how am I speaking to people? How am I showing up and how, you know, yeah. And sometimes you look at it and you're like, man, maybe I made a bigger mess of that than I, and I didn't mean to, you know, and, but it's all a learning experience, I think, you know. And and it is, it, it has been, I agree with you. I agree a hundred percent. It's for me at Microsoft, it's been an interesting few years. I think some of the, the, I'm fortunate to be on the team that I'm on where we've taken um, a very serious approach to the, I would guess the innovation, innovative thinking that Satya has pushed down around culture and yep. um, um, ways to uh, incorporate privilege and, and think into into your thought process. And it was uh, there have been a few people uh, that I've worked with that have profoundly pushed me to think about things differently, um, and it's. And, 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 you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know, I try to tell them, like, part of the, one of the biggest things is try to tell them, like, hey, you're actually making an impact, like, mm -hmm. and impact with me, um, it may not be, so I, I struggle with, like, how much do I expose about myself mm -hmm. um, from a, a vulnerability and B position of how comfortable I am to actually take a position. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, I get very nervous about like, a I don't want to get fired for saying some political incorrect statement that is based out of ignorance, um, right. and so I, I do worry a little bit about that. But there is a, a little bit of like, okay, also how much is that me just um, not willing to to really be vulnerable in in some respects, and and so I, I do I do struggle like how do how do you, how do you grow? How do you do it? And, and I admire people, you and these people that go out and, and have to uh, push messages, but yet also incorporate the real world mm -hmm. that's going on. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely think of it like in respect of how do I grow kids, you know? I always tell my kids, watch what Heather's doing. Heather's doing, you know? <laughs> you're, you're always famous. You're famous in our family, so. Uh, well, I love your family. The, yeah, your, the girls and, your, and Michelle, they're so great. I mean, it's been, wonderful to watch them grow up and be a part of that as well. So that's, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, it is, it's hard. I mean, I, I think we all have that a bit, you know, it's, um, 
you know, I've doing the, the, some of the work that I've been, you know, allowed to do with, with Microsoft and some of it I've just done on my own. And, you know, as a MVP, when I, when I was doing that, you know, it's like the story, you just hear stories, right? And to me, life is all about story and about sharing stories and it's about your comfortability of vulnerability. And, you know, Brene Brown has done a great job with helping people with that. I think that's opened up the doors for, you know, being wholehearted, brave, vulnerable with each other and many others as well. But, you know, it is, it's hard because uh, you, you feel like, you know, you want to, you know, for a while, if you were like Rah! about things, people are like, Oh, you're an angry or you're this, or, you know, you get, you get, pigeonholed and it's sort of like no it's it's that it should be this way I shouldn't have to yell and scream about it it just should be this way and and I'm not gonna not say something because I can't you know um but it's also yeah people lose their job I mean you have an errant tweet you say something or you've done something in the past and you know and it's maybe not one of your best moments and it's amplified because of the world today of social media and everything else and it's, it's a, I think it's a difficult place because it's like, there's things that you're just like, that is terrible. And then it's also, you know, redemption and forgiveness is part of life, I think as well, especially if someone is truly like, I, I screwed up, I'm sorry, you know? Um, but, you know, we're, it's also, it's hard because maybe you shouldn't have said that or done that in the first place, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's, like, I don't know, I, like, I would, if there's anything I could do is I would love to thank so many people that in my life that I have never seen in years and years and years and years right. who have corrected me from being ignorant. Like, like my biggest problem has been I'm ignorant and I'm, I don't have the filter to know. Boy, that's an ignorant statement, Joel. And yet I remember like even in college that mm-hmm. people would just say, Hey dude, you're like, you're way off base here. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this isn't, this isn't, and you know, and and there is a level of. I, I was watching uh, a few good men. I'm watching this movie, and I'm going, "Wow! Like these people would be fired." <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to go back and watch things with different lenses. You know, yeah, like you're going, like this is you want to talk about, like, and then you're thinking back in the day, like that was during the "Don't Ask, Don't Tell," and you're like, mm-hmm. like way crazy. And yeah. so, um, but you're like going, and thank God, like there's no video ca- cameras of me and some of these kind of like, but videotapes of other things that I've done stupid, but fortunately not, not usually what I've said. Right. Uh, that, yeah. uh, that just play, like, I don't think, I, I know my heart was in the wrong spot. I just, I know it was ignorant, you know, and there's, yeah. and there's, and there, it's, it's, it's tough. It's interesting. Um, so the, I was going to say, there was a story, you mentioned a story and, I uh, I had said, oh, what was the story that? Oh, you're you, gonna tell a story about me? No, no, uh, no. Heather. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, <laughs> what? I... Oh, you want a story about Heather? No, <laughs> no, no, no. More stories about you. I well, know, and no, you know no, what? I, think, I, I think... have to say that what you're talking about right now, it's like people like people won't talk about it. People won't talk about it publicly necessarily either. You know, like we are on a podcast. Like you, you and I chat. Like we chat normally but like that's I think that is brave because there's a lot of people that feel that that they're just like huh, you know um and it's important that it, you know I think that's okay and it's also good 
you know, it's, we are in a, it's, I, uh, it's, it's hard. Cause it's like, some people be like, yeah, you should be uncomfortable. And it's like, yes, it should be uncomfortable whenever we're trying to, to do better and to do well and to be educated and to unravel years of systemic racism and, you know, inequality and inequity, you know, it's, it's not easy to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's the, yeah. So anyway, I don't know if I finished my story about yeah. a friend who's got the daughters and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't go out. I, like I go now go out and the kids humanize me, you know, mm-hmm. instead of being intimidating. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, it's, and it's the same things. It's been interesting because like, I, obviously my daughters, my daughters and wife profoundly have changed a lot of my thought processes mm-hmm. how do you treat you know like it it, it does um, change you and like my older daughter is is very much uh, easygoing mm-hmm. until she gets to a spot it's like <laughs> until she gets to a spot like she won't cross like I'm done like this is this is mm-hmm. and it's like and then that then the will is steel like it, right. it's um so it's it it, it it's interesting, and I do have some story. I do remember the story about you. <laughs> um, and so, uh, anyway, to conclude, the the it just it's been really enlightening to have some of these conversations and to determine um, different things and and look back and see what can I do differently and maybe maybe move it a little, maybe move it a lot. I don't know, uh, but yeah. at least we can discuss this. Yeah. So on, on a more fun note, <laughs> um, I remember when you and I were in Copenhagen. Oh, goodness. Uh-huh. And I, re- I remember, um, and I remember this was one of the first times where we were, do you remember we were going shopping? So first off, like, I would go to these places and you would research them all. Right. And... <laughs> And we, we ended up in Copenhagen and we had like a little extra time. Mm. And so I had done like no research and you said, okay, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And I like, I didn't even listen to what you were saying. Like, I just like, I'm okay, Heather, you know, like I'm jet lagged and thinking about work and you dragged me and you dragged me to a jewelry store. You actually was, uh, what was the Browns, what's the Brownstones, um, Mm-hmm. Topaz or uh, it was uh, Amber, the House of mm-hmm. House of Amber. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we're driving to the House of Amber, and I'm like going, okay, like I don't, even, I didn't even know Amber what Amber was, and you're like, this is very famous, and they famous Amber, and you're getting all these jewelry, and you help me pick out uh, uh, these jewelry for my wife, which she still has, and uh, still still likes. Yeah. Um, I think you still have a ring from that trip. There, yeah, there you go, and uh, <laughs> and, then, and then you said, okay, we're gonna go get on the train, and we're gonna go visit this castle, and I'm going, uh, okay, you know, this is like Shakespeare's, I, like, like you're telling me this whole thing, like this is this was the castle Hamlet was based on, mm-hmm. and like I'm going, well, I thought Hamlet took place in England. And you're like, you're going, this is the castle. So we get to the castle and I remember getting to the castle and I remember you taking me around. I'm going like, this is awesome. Like this is, I'm so like, there's so many different cool things about this castle. And then we get to the part where 
and I don't know if you remember this, and I, I, we, we get to the part and they talk about this castle. This castle is, is in uh, Denmark, and it's the closest spot to, is that Sweden right across the way? And so, mm-hmm. and so, like, this is the, the spot. And so they built this castle to defend Denmark and because this was the closest spot to Sweden. Mm-hmm. And then the four times that they've been invaded, it's done nothing. <laughs> it's been run over. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, like, okay, you guys do all this effort to fill this castle, and every time Sweden's invaded, they just run right through this castle. Kronberg Castle, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And I remember reading this going, like, okay, like, like am I missing something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember you sitting there going, "Oh, Joel, Joel, this is Hamlet's castle." I'm like, didn't he like? Wasn't he in love with his mother? Like, like my Shakespeare isn't particularly clear here. And you're going, That's "Oh no, so no, no, funny. yeah." And, like, oh, that was. I remember, and, like, I remember going like, "God!" And so, I to this day have always thought like, "Okay, when I go to places, I need to do a little bit of research so that we like what's local, what's like totally." Uh, educated me like okay like if you're gonna if Microsoft's gonna pay to send you out here and you're gonna have to be here for a weekend you know don't you know, I think it was like honey don't hide in your room go out and explore yeah, yeah. I remember you taking me on that trip to Tivoli and uh, mm-hmm. yeah uh, that was fun yeah also have like uh, the the guy that skated hands uh, Christian Anderson is it is it no he's he's Dutch um, uh, the one of the fairy one of the fairy tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Ah, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. My wife and kids make fun of me because I can never remember exactly how it is. I always <laughs> like I'll remember like one actor, but it's not quite the actor that it is. And this is the same thing with my memory on stories. Like I remember. Pieces. You had it. You had it. It was the, they were the Little Mermaid statue in the um, in the water. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, totally. You've got yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you're the reason when you had, I already kind of had the travel bug for my family doing road trips when I was a kid, but you're the reason that I do you remember when it was Tech Ed 2003 in Barcelona. Yeah. And you were like, I need you to do the logistics for this. And I was like, okay. And you're like, and you're going. And I was like, okay, awesome. So that would have been, that would have been, 2003, I think. Yeah, so that would have been Margot or Bridget. It was like right, I remember it was one of the kids. Yeah, like yeah. There was no way I was traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And staying married. And yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So and, and so I do, I do remember that. I remember like there, the other funny part about that was, do you remember uh, William Rogers? Of course. Chorus? Yeah, because so his daughter Laura worked for me for. Oh, oh yeah, okay, so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That was the trip where, that was the, the one where I said to William, I said, hey, William, you know, if you had a lot of courage, I'd go start, like, if, like if I had um, courage, I'd go start a partnership with SharePoint. Like, I'd go build a business around a SharePoint partner. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and that was the, that was the kind of, the, and he goes, all right, well, and I, I, my reason, I, one of the reasons I said that was I needed him to engage with you to be part of, like, we're still, we're trying to get partners to even, you know, identify with SharePoint. Yeah. And he goes, and he goes, I remember years later, he came and he said, you know, thank you so much for that advice. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh, well, I'll take, thank you, but I'm not kidding. Like, 
You were getting your job done, but yeah, yeah. no, they're, I'm very close with their family with William and Catherine and, and Laura and yeah. So yeah, I've been to their house many times, but yeah, I remember that because there were a lot of partners back then that it was just, you know, one or two people and they were like, Hmm, well, what little piece of it can I, you know, and huge businesses now, you know, you look at, Gosh, and some of them aren't even around anymore, like KVS and Meridio and um, gosh, well, Avpoint's still around. I worked for them and they're a huge company now. But that that original list, Brightwork, um, of partners, those yeah. people are all either, there's so many of them that are still around, like, and then Nintex was later. And, you know, so like just, we and we all traveled together. That's how I know the people are like, how do you know so many people? I'm like, because I traveled, I went on tour pretty much for about eight years doing the big six flagship shows. And then we did all the little ones too, you know, and yeah. you become family because you're hanging out together and you get to know, let me show pictures of your kids. And then you bring your family because it's in Orlando and everybody goes to Disneyland and da, 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 you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, there were a lot. Of, I do remember there were a lot of connections around like the evening dinners or, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, hanging out together. The late night study sessions to try to get everything. <laughs> Oh yeah. Logistically working. Yeah. yeah. Demos working and boots yeah. up and dry run rehearsals and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. First, first one in and last to leave, you know? Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, yeah. then you're there the next morning <laughs> having to be happy and smiling and, mm -hmm. yeah. and refresh. Yes, for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. You definitely like that, that logistics, that event really, I think set me on the, my path being an event producer for Microsoft, for sure, you know, um, and then we did it for about eight years for SharePoint and Office and SQL Server and la la la. So yeah, that was that show that really, I was like, oh, I like this. This is just like doing theater, <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm putting on a play. I just have more money. Yay. You know, for sure. The actors weren't as good. Well, oh, that's not true. Come on. Uh, really yeah. good speakers. You know. Well, I would remember, do you, do you remember, God, it must have been Texas, it must have been Dallas or somewhere, mm -hmm. and do you remember going with a bunch of the... Nope. <laughs> I don't remember anything about that. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I don't. Nope. Yeah, I, uh, I, do, I do remember those. Those were, those were, that, then we had to be parents sometimes too. <laughs> yep. 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 Nope, and uh, as they say, seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We had some good times. It yep, was, uh, for sure. Yeah, we did. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and it's so fun to watch. I, I, I did. I didn't remember that about the USA Today. What a trajectory you've had. You know, that's super cool. What are you doing now? Tell everybody what you're doing now. So, um, I'm in the group that is responsible for updating and keeping Windows updated, uh, trusted. So um, a big, one of Satya's big pillars is you can trust Microsoft and you can be able to tr be trusted. And so what we do is uh, in order to be trusted, you have to be uh, secure. Mm -hmm. And so like, if you think of updates, 
and everybody goes windows updates uh this is the stuff that drives me bananas my machine always boots and and all this and we've done a lot in the last few years it's been really really uh, a lot of innovation but think of it as we build um like software robots like a manufacturing facility like boeing's manufacturing line except all software robots and we and we have these software robots that build updates mm -hmm. and package the updates and then deliver the updates in an optimal way. And so the whole principle is how do we keep devices updated with, without impacting user productivity? Mm -hmm. So a real simple problem is when you're in the middle of a presentation, you don't want to take an update. Right. But okay. how, do, how do we do something like that? To, to the effect, to something more sophisticated, which is, okay, you're on a low bandwidth network. Um, right in a different country, how do you, how do you keep your machines updated? To right. even more like some of the, the innovative things that we've done recently is uh, we use machine learning and um, artificial intelligence to be able to see how updates uh, on enterprises work. So for example, like Boeing has some very critical uh, processes. Mm -hmm. And they have machines and the machines have this set of criteria of drivers and versions and, you know, right. whatever BIOSes. And we can go and say, okay, we'll push out an update to millions of devices. And we can say, okay, that many, th that, that configuration mm -hmm. is something that we've seen before. And with confidence, we can update, Hey Boeing, we can go update your machines. Right. Or, hey, large enterprise customer, we can update your shoots. Or, wait a minute, no, 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 we've seen problems with that configuration. Hold on until we can go address it. Got or, it. you know, like, or we don't have enough statistical data to be able to give you the confidence. You know, we have enough statistical data to say we're 95% confident. Right. Wait longer, we'll have 99% confidence. So now you're getting into a situation where how do we update this? Business? And then the other, big, the other big challenge that we've been working on is how do you update the cloud itself? So Azure, how do you, like Azure and AWS and all these are, are effectively like VMs on top of VMs on top of VMs across different, you know, hardware right. situations. And so how do you update these? And in some cases, the cloud is, is easy because it's elastic. So like, okay, you just go create a VM and then create a stream of them and then you're done and down. And then you, when you create the new ones that are updated with the latest right. software. Huh. The ones that are harder are where you have constantly running events. You know, how do you... Right, right, right. How do you then, get in there, right? Right, and so you kind of have to, like, fail. You, know, you have to effectively fail over. You have to move the, the, the service over, update the background, then move it back, or, right. you know, move the service over to and just keep it running. And there's, there's all sorts of hot patching and challenges. Right. How about this scenario? How about when I haven't turned my laptop, my Surface, I should say, my Surface off in like eons, and then I'm about to go on a trip, and I finally turn it off. Yeah, and then we update. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm about to go to the airport. Ugh. So, so one of the guys that I work with who who's spends a lot of time in this stuff is, uh -huh. the, the they've been working on like office arm, uh, uh, after hours, I don't, uh, I'm thinking, this, uh, I'll think of it later, but effectively the whole premise is, okay, if you work till eight at night or 10 at night and you leave your computer on and you're done at 10. Uh, what's your should, off hours or whatever? Yes, uh, yes. It should go in and 
and realize that and then do it and then boot it and put you right back yeah put you right back or when you get up in the morning mm. it'll have done it right um and so the idea is that hey when you're not using the machine we can get as much in there and and like the newer technologies like win 10x and xbox and, and stuff is is getting to the point where the update is getting much faster much more efficient mm. right uh, that's cool so, yeah for for us there there's like someone like you that uses a machine often and is constantly up to date, mm. uh, it's less of an issue right. sure. than enterprise customers who have you know, legacy apps or have right. very you know, right. um, sophisticated systems or gotcha. so it's, yeah. it's, it's fun. It's different and constantly moving. And, yeah. That sounds know. cool. So. That's super fun. I've been talking to you forever. And I love it. And I think I could talk to you for another three hours. We probably do anyway, but (laughs) wrap us up. Um, How about I ask you my last question that I always ask everybody? Yeah. Ready? Okay. Okay. So uh, if you were going to pick a, I love the sparks. I love the sparks and moments in our lives that move us and change us. We've been talking about a lot of them anyway, but if there was one that you wanted to share with our listeners, uh, person, place, thing, book, poem, you, your kids, right? whatever. It's different for everybody. Um, uh, that seat you in really who you are today. That's a spark or a moment that you want to share with our listeners. Oh, uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't know that there, there's a single moment. I think we were having the, I think we had this, I think I said earlier, like I'm not necessarily a retrospective type of person mm-hmm. where I feel I feel regret necessarily. Like, I think I look at something and I say, okay, if I had done a different decision, if I had done something differently, there obviously would have been a different outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I don't know that I could go and like, like you read all these books and watch all these movies where there's a singular moment yeah. in life <laughs> and this was a defining, sure. you know, sure. like, uh, and partly because like there's so many things where uh, things I didn't do that who knows what the outcome could have been. Right. Um, I, I do say, I, I will say, I think as I look back, I think I'm less risky than I thought I would have, like in, in hindsight, than I thought I would have was in the moment. Hmm. Um, Cause there were opportunities. Uh, I remember distinctly right when I joined Microsoft the first time I got an offer to go join GoToNet. Um, and you know, that, could have or couldn't have changed a whole bunch of things, you know, and there's, um, and so, you know, and then I don't know. Um, I, I think, I think if I were to answer this question, I, and I, I know I've used a lot of words to get to, to some point there is there is a, is I look back and I, I, I say, would I, what do I remember? And so, like, I, like I've been having these, like, God, I, I, to some extent, have I fulfilled my potential? Have I, mm-hmm. y- y- you know, like, lived up to my potential? Like, to some, like, one hand, it's like, why am I not a CEO somewhere? Why am I not a senior vice president? Well, A, I might not be competent, but, w- like, there's a second part, which is, you know, like, what opportunities have, have I gone into? And, and, I, and I look back and I say, you know, I do remember many times in my life where I thought, okay, I could work harder or do something, or I could go join an experience. 
like when we went and visited the castle in sure. Denmark, you know, and it's yeah. like, okay, I could have stayed in my hotel room and worked. Um, you know, maybe that would have gotten me the next promotion. Maybe that would have put me there. I don't know. Like, you know, right. but I re- sure as heck remember the experience in Denmark, you know, mm-hmm. and I always, and with my kids, it's always like, okay, I want to be the dad that is picks them up from the dances and takes them to Dick's. Though we don't call it Dick's, we call it Richard's. Um, <laughs> hamburger, hamburger shop in Seattle, everybody. Yes. Dick's um, drive-in or Richard's yes. drive-in. Um, well, it's, you know, it's hard as a yeah. 40-something-year-old dad with a bunch of 13-year-old girls to say you're going to get some Dick's. Yes. <laughs> We had to come enough. up with a, a new name or whatever. Yes, but I wanted to be like I always wanted to be that dad, you know. And I like okay, just I'll, I want to coach your teams as long as they're gonna play the sports or right be involved. Yeah. And has that had you know like are those rights? I don't know. Are they decisions that I made and I'm happy with? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, I don't know that I have a specific. That's you know, a lot of good moments. Yeah, I think it's, it's well, it, it, and, and the other thing that I, I have is the selective memory is I choose to remember the positive. I, you know, I don't, I don't know that I remember the negatives necessarily. Right. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I think we do that anyway. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing about the human brain. So, I don't know. But, yeah, that's awesome. No, thank you for sharing that. So what was your what was, what was your spark moment? Um, let's see, Sam. Today, um, I, it changes depending on uh, the day. You know, like I, I would have a different answer for you every time I do the podcast, probably. Um, but I think um, for me today, uh, it's about kind of the moment I because I've been thinking a lot about this new job, you know, um, I think it's about the moment that, uh, I, I actually started my own business when I started creative Maven. Um, that was a big decision and it was amidst a lot of things that were swirling around and deciding that, um, I wanted to own, own something, start something, you know, I just had the, the experience of working, you know, with the SharePoint team and, and, and I really wanted to, uh, and I read the that Malcolm um, Gladwell book, The Tipping Point, and I'd seen the word Maven, and it really, I was like, what's that? And I think that that seeing that word and having it, you know, mean expert, and also it's kind of it's sort of self-proclaimed expert as well, <laughs> which I liked. And so I think, you know, I think about sort of starting new chapters and that to me was a big new chapter and this is a big new chapter for me so I think that day that moment reading that book still reminds me of that you can start something new by one word or a phrase or a book or something you know yeah wow yeah profound (laughs) (laughs) I just read a lot yeah are you gonna do but yeah anyway cool thank you, thank you. Fraunheim, for everything uh, so many things but yeah. for being brave and vulnerable and being on that's great i love it i'm excited i'm ready for my next time <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay. Well, we will get that done. Personnel, we'll book you for another one for sure. So thank you so much. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, my love to the family, of course. So for sure. All right, Joel, I'm going to talk to you soon. I'm going to sign out. Okay. Thank okay. you so much. Okay. Are you going to hang up and then keep talking or are you going to stop recording? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up and then I'm going to stop recording. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Okay. Yep. All right, cool. All right. All right, everybody. That has been another episode of the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And here's to another beautiful day on this big blue spinning sphere. Thanks. The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.